Hey folks, Dustin here. Just a quick heads up. You are about to listen to an episode of Music the Lightblood's Conversations from the Pit. But I want to tell you guys real quick that Conversations from the Pit is a video show as well. It's a visual thing. And if you would rather go watch the video version of it so you can see all the graphics and cool little pictures I drop in throughout the episode, go check that out. But... If you're driving, maybe you're at the gym and you want to listen to it, I'll continue to make the audio version of Conversations from the Pit available as well. So if video is your thing, you might want to go check out the YouTube. All right, that's it. Here comes the episode. Hey, folks, Music the Lightblood is not a politically correct content maker. So the following episode might have some colorful and or explicit commentary on the subject at hand. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. This is a really great talk. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned yourself into another episode of Music the Lightblood's Conversations from the Pit. I am your very humble host, Dustin. Join with me, as always, the big bubby to my little bubby, my older brother, Derek, Music the Lightblood's own roving reporter. Derek, it's snowing. Snowing like a son of a bitch, and I fucking hate it. It is. What's uh, <laughs> what's what's uh, what it, what is it we're talking about on this fine, crisp, frigid, white evening? All things Megadeth. 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 start the show off with a quote okay are you ready sure (laughs) uh and i quote overall peace cells is a boring album at best in quote my brother derek (laughs) so there's another reason i won't be attending christmas this this year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> reason reason number two <laughs> i i threw the phone I, th- I threw the phone when i read that because i was in that moment fucking furious at you i don't why i just i was i was ashamed i was ashamed for you that's that's <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> Uh, I love that album, and I can't wrap my head around why you wouldn't. I just, I can't do it. I can't. Uh, 
I can't wrap my head around why you would fucking love that album. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. I it's, think it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's my favorite Megadeth album. Now that it? said that's your favorite one. That's my favorite one. That's the one I have the strongest attachment to. Now, I don't think it's the best Megadeth album, but it's my Megadeth album. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's very, it's very political. I don't, I don't like that aspect of it. I, well, I mean, you and I differ on that front, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I do not, I do not like the politics and and, uh, and musically. I got, I got, I get bored about three or four songs in, and I'm like. I, I'm done. This is the same bullshit. Oh man, I can't. I can't wrap my head around it. I think, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I've talked to you about it before. That that weird sort of thing that happens when artists and musicians, band, whatever, they, uh, it's all when they're deep in the throes of really gnarly substance abuse. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's almost like it lends them artistic credibility sometimes oh sure and i think i you know i'm i'm straight edge i'm you know i'm in my 40s now and i've been straight edge since i was 12 when i when i found out about it and the the thing i keep thinking about is like i'm not supposed to like this album you know <laughs> it's, it's like they're mm. You know, when you get two when you get two jazz drum two two jazz musicians in your band and they're all like fucking heroin, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we got hey, we got heroin, you guys. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of those it's one of those things where like this doesn't make sense in my head. But oh my god, the ending of Devil's Island when the double bass kicks in. I think that's the closest I've been to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christ. That's too much. It's too much. It's why, good. I, why don't you like it? I don't get it. I don't get I it. I just I sonically I got I just got bored with the songs, I think. And the and the and the politics is too fucking much for me. I don't well I'm listening I'm listening to some good metal. I I don't I don't fucking care what you think about the state of the union. Okay. You know what I mean? It was the Reagan eighties, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. But you like Metallica, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, J James as a lyricist doesn't doesn't you know he's not. It's not politics constantly, but obviously he touches on that stuff. He touches on it, but I feel like that that album it, it's politics front to back. Mm, a little bit. Well, no, no. I mean, the Conjuring is about talking to that old devil. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, but yeah. And Devil's Devil's Island is, you know, about going to the Devil's Island. <laughs> I just don't like that well, album. Is it is it just that peace sells just kind of the stank of peace sells? Yeah. It's the, the taint the taint of peace sells <laughs> on the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I fucking love yeah. it. I just that album is just not that that album's not it's not my gig. I just don't like that album. 
don't know. Gar, their drummer at the time, Gar is what I'm always really excited to listen to. Yeah. And and then Chris Poland as a guitar player, you know, the the leads are pretty evenly split in Megadeth between Dave and whoever the other guitar player is. And yeah, Chris Poland. You know, oh, good Lord, some of the stuff he plays on that album, it's because, you, you know, you know, everybody says jazz sounds awful. It sounds out of tune. And it's it's not out of tune. It's just that the key is moving constant and it's hard for you know just sort of the regular ear to adjust to it sometimes and some of the leads chris poland does where you go that might be a flat but it's not now you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it changes it changes so quickly that it for me it just makes it exciting to listen to it but yeah i i hate i cannot stand killing is my business and business is good like i hate that album with a passion i think it sounds half-baked to me well i think there's a lot i think a lot of of megadeth's catalog is it gets squirrely every once in a while completely mm. I, you, I think shit you, gets you did, disjointed did, and yeah 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 it's i it's there's no other way to say it megadeth has a bad habit of writing bad songs sometimes I think so. And I don't know if um, I don't know if it's because Dave's personality is kind of all over the place. I mean, you don't know you don't know which end of the spectrum he's on all the time. And I'm I'm, I'm guessing that day to day with him and, and his writing and, and musically, it's probably the same way. It's just every once in a while, shit's really disjointed and doesn't seem like it belongs. And I mean, he's got a reputation. Well, for sure. You know, is he? I always feel like when people when people talk about Dave Mustaine, it's almost like it's what I would imagine they say about me. <laughs> They're like, look, man. <laughs> Sometimes he's pissed all the time. <laughs> he's, he's not always easy to get along with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He can be kind of harsh <laughs> i just i don't know i i don't know but people talk like that's kind of the way people talk about ronnie james dio though you know or even yeah. or even or even glenn danzig and i think it's just like i'm in charge my name is on this and i want i want it to be a certain way yeah which I, I don't, and I don't know. I don't know tons of the history, like to to give details and stuff. But I, I have to imagine that Dave always is is kind of in. I'm going to show them mode too with everything. So he's like, "Look, this is the way it's going to be because we're going to fucking show them." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, there's there's got to. I, I would think there's always that underlying. You got kicked out. And they are always one step ahead of you all the time. Yeah. So I, 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 I would be fucking irritated all the time too. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, I add, heard- you add substance abuse on top of that, and you, you just you have a personality that's probably at best hard to get along with. Right. Yes. Oh yeah. I can't. You know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe the heroin addiction was like self conscious thing. Where like I kind of need to 
tamp myself down a little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm clearly being awful. So, yeah. So I'm going to do this and maybe people will hang around to finish this album. (laughs) I'm going to do 100% of the smack in the immediate vicinity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah, I think that because you can't, you can't talk about Megadeth without touching base on Metallica. No, I mean, the whole thing started with, hey, get the fuck out. Yes. I mean, that's, I mean, literally, they they were in the middle of somewhere and said, you're not getting back on the truck with everyone else. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it was drinking at that point. I don't think it was. I think heroin came a little bit later, but yeah, yeah. All the, uh, I had always heard that's that's what it was at the time is just uncontrollable binge drinking all of the time. Yeah, being and, around and, and being he was around, a, and he was an angry drunk too. Is, yeah, is what yeah. I mean. Being around someone that drinks that way is is real difficult. Real oh, difficult. Sure is. They're 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 exhausting. Is the best yeah. way to put it. I think. Yeah. I think, but it's it's strange though because Metallica forms in '81, and then we get we get Kill 'Em All in '83, you know, and obviously the No Life to Leather, the the pre Kill 'Em All release with Dave and Ron McGovney on it. But it, but it's really interesting because and Ron was the he was the original bassist, right? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we get so Kill 'Em All in '83, and I think that is the first of the Big Four albums. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can't, I don't, I can't rattle off Anthrax and Slayer's catalog right off the top of my head, but I think Anthrax released the the first album the latest i think they were the last ones i believe i believe um because anthrax was still kind of ramping up in 87 and slayer megadeth and metallica were all pretty you know had their shit together so to speak yeah but when we get killing is my business and business is good in 84 85 i think i think it's 85 it is 85 so dave is you know, the, you know, bands take all of their, their lives to write that first album. And then they get to the second album and then, you know, they have to like, ah, we got to get it done. So there's not, there's not always a lot of songs in the bank, so to speak. Yeah. Well, and I, I think too, that you get that first album and you get some recognition and then all of a sudden people are saying, Hey, you got to do that again. Yeah. Real real quick. You got to do that again. Yeah, exactly. I think the 
the hard thing, like if you could imagine being in Dave's shoes is that he had to, he was starting over, you know, like from zero. Yeah. You know, yeah. he kept, he kept the mechanics obviously, which is partially the four horsemen, you know, he, he kept that song, but like he had to start over and Dave wasn't a singer. He was a lead guitarist. No, they tried like exhaustingly tried to find someone to sing and they finally gave up and Dave said, okay, I'll, I, I'll do both. Yeah. And which weird at times. I mean, he's got such a unique voice. I can't hear Megadeth with another singer. You know what I mean? No, no, me either. But I think part of that, part of his uniqueness and, and the way that he does sing, and like, no, what do you mean? Yeah. That it becomes novel. And I think some of that is the reason that I kind of get tired of it after a while. Oh, sure, sure. It's well, it's almost melodramatic sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, when you listen, like <laughs> Master five magics, you know, when you listen, when you listen to Rust in Peace, or like that's fu that's funny though, because because I do fucking like that song. Dave's well, Dave, a good song. Dave's got a great solo, and that's 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 a oh, that's it's a, a killer. Good, it a is a song. killer. Yeah. The whole record is amazing, I think, but like it's just funny, you know. Hello, me, me, yeah, the, me real. the real me. <laughs> it's it's like I can see him be like he's almost like a a villain in a melodrama. Yeah. You know, yeah. like with Dudley do right. You know? Yeah. And I, and I think because of that, like I always, I always picture him as like a multiple personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Like it, there's, there's like, there's Dave and then there's, then there's that guy that sings those songs. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> like some kind of alternate personality. <laughs> like move over Dave. I'll sing this one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello me, meet the real me, and my misfits wave life, a dark black past is my most valued possession, hindsight is always 2020, but looking back it's still a bit fuzzy, speak of mutually assured destruction, nice story, tell the Decking me, my air is 
<laughs> he's a redhead, so it's like an evil leprechaun, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, what is it? What, what is it? Is it Wayne's World? The, um, the, I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is Wayne's World. Yeah. I'm Dave Mustaine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Dave Singer. <laughs> Can you remember the first time you heard him? First time I heard Megadeth? Yeah. Probably same place I heard the rest of those fucking bands is probably on Headbangers Ball. It would have been probably around the time you were skating a bunch, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Wonder what a, I mean, I was, I mean, I'm seven years younger than you. So countdown to extinction was my, for like, that was the, my first new Megadeth album. Yeah. That was the first album where I listened to more than just whatever was on Headbangers Ball. Sure. For sure. sure. But um, probably uh, Peace Cells is probably the that was probably my very first exposure. Oh, it was all over Headbangers Ball. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, it was. It was on. It was. Uh, it was played a lot. Yeah, yeah. I just remember the. I I remember being in your bedroom, when when I was a kid and seeing it on the TV. Mm-hmm. I remember you had your. You had a, Derek had a Commodore 64. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> we had a like floppy disk. When you play a game, you put it in, then you got to put in the load. Yeah, the, load, the, load the, quote. Yeah, whatever it is. To get it. But anyway, he had, a, he had a TV stand that him and dad built that's real similar to the, the MTLB Ultra Mega recording desk. Like, it's very similar to that. Yeah. And TV... Commodore 64 on top of there. And I remember sitting at the foot of your bed watching that as you were probably playing Stratomatic or so, I don't know what you were doing. But I remember seeing P cells on the TV. And I specifically remember just all three of Chris, Dave, and Junior, other Dave, just kind of like <laughs> yeah. heads bobbing up and down to the to the rhythm of the song and I remember, I think that's the video where they have like B-roll news footage of war and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was kind of grainy and yeah, and yeah. There was like yeah. some like some fucking mushroom clouds and stuff in the background and yeah, Stan- standard thrash metal, you know. Yeah, yeah. Visuals. Yeah, they're they're like countdown to extinction because I didn't get into P cells until I was a teenager. I think. I had to have been 17 before I really discovered that album and liked mm-hmm. it. But Countdown to Extinction was the big album. And I think it's it's so it's just a strange album, you know what I mean? Like when you listen to the rest of the catalog, it's it's, it's not odd. it's not quite as thrashy. And I I think pro- production-wise, it's um it was it, it's a higher i don't know if it's, i don't know because i'm not a production guy but it sounds like a higher tier production quality oh sure sure and the uh, the bottom end is a little more heavy it's a little more punchy so it 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 it, it came out and it was i think it was a much bolder sound but also uh, maybe a little more friendly not subject matter wise but friendly to listen to 
to to to people that weren't like metalheads like like we were. It was it was a little I guess maybe a little more radio friendly. Than, oh sure, yeah, than yeah. Stuff. Well, so, I mean, I think I I know they got a Grammy nod on Rest in Peace. Um, I they didn't win it, and I think they got one again on Countdown to Extinction. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they won it. Um, I think they've been up for a couple Grammys, but I mean that alone tells you, you know, the the fact that they made it all the way to the Grammys. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's still it's 1992. You know, it's just that stuff was quick, so quickly changing at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the we have the alt boom happening by that point, and just I don't know. The album is. There's parts of there's parts of Megadeth's catalog that it's almost like I feel like I'm watching a farce, you know? Yeah. This is all <laughs> no, I think uh, Emma and Casey just got home. Oh, okay. They just Casey oh. Casey rode a tauntaun in to pick up Emma from from. <laughs> 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 it's all the way. It's all the way ridiculous out here where we live. Derek's got. Derek's got a Derek's got a black dog named Cole that is about the size of a Tauntaun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, I, you can't see our driveway or anything right now. It's it's fucking ridiculous outside. It's amazing. I love it. It's, I love it. I think it's a I fucking hate it. I, I hate it. I would when I I got up this morning, I I was like, oh, it's gonna snow today. You know. Yeah. I went, Oh, I gotta, I gotta listen to Gorga Roth. (laughs) 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 I love it. Frigid, you know, frigid, frozen Norway. (laughs) Shit, I hate it. I hate it. All all it, all it does is make my life less convenient all the time. (laughs) Fucking hate it. (laughs) Uh, What snow or black metal? Yeah. <laughs> snow, <It is>. snow. <laughs> yeah, Derek. Derek doesn't like black metal. I don't like black metal, but I I don't hate it. I fucking hate snow. Okay, that's further than we were twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. We're coming. We're coming yeah. around. I'm, I am coming along. I'm coming along. <laughs> I hate I hate winter more than black uh, metal. You yeah. said you said you you did like a week long deep dive. I did. I listen to a lot of shit. <laughs> I listen to a lot of shit. Are you doing? What are you doing? Spotify? Yeah, yeah. I'll go on Spotify. Spotify. If you want to, if you want to quick hear somebody's kind of uh, like a sampling of their entire catalog, you type in anybody's name, and always this little thing pops up that says "This is Megadeth," and it'll be you know thirty songs out of uh, across their whole catalog. I don't know if somebody you know by I don't know if they do it by this is all these songs got the most listens or the or whatever it is. Sure, but, right. But it's a it's a pretty good snippet of 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 their whole catalog. Uh, did you do Did you do albums? Did you do full albums? Yeah, I listened to full albums and also you I started actually, out with the, like you actually did it. You you waited through albums? No, fuck, I couldn't make it through all of them. <laughs> no, there's there's some of them that I'm like okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to this one. I'll get like four songs deep. And I'm like, I can't fucking take this anymore. What's the next song? What's the next song? What's the next song? <laughs> Dude, I think the Peace Cells is my favorite one. It's the one I listen to the most. Yeah. A lot of it's because of Good Morning Black Friday. 
you know, and the conjuring too. Those are good songs. I have I have two albums that are my favorite. One one Rust in Peace is my favorite just because that that's the that's in my opinion, that's the best album as far as all the whole album goes. Like I like that album the best. It's the most thrashy. And um and then uh what were we just talking about? Countdown. Countdown to Extinction. It, it's my other one. And that one might be more nostalgic than anything because I was in art school. That album came out. It was brand new. And I, I remember sitting in my room. You know, you remember when I used to sit up there and I'd pull all-nighters. I'd, I'd start one piece and work on it without stopping for 24, 36 hours straight. And I would just, yeah. let, count, I would just let Countdown play again and again and again and again and again. Kind of, you know, kind of zone out into uh, into my own art world. What do you think? Do you? You've always done that, though. I know. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen you draw without music playing. I I don't ever remember drawing without music playing. Do you think was there was there something about that album that clicked your? You know, made the made the internal gears line up. I don't know. I don't know that. I know. Um. I know when that album came out. I was I was immediately because I'm I'm really visual, so I was really attracted to the cover, the cover, oh, the old, yeah. oh, the, the old, the old guy ho- hovering, yeah, the old guy hovering in the air, and then and then the the single like rectangular shaped window behind him with the blue sky outside, but it's all gray and dark and dim inside the room where he's at, and it it almost looks like a prison cell or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the I. <laughs> The one, the thing it makes me think of. Um, I know you're not into death metal, but there's a, there's a band called Morbid Angel, right? And yeah, I, I've I've heard of them. Yeah, they they had this big song called "God of Emptiness." Um, it was it was a it was a video on Beavis and Butthead, and there's a creepy old man that's turning into, I guess, the God of Emptiness, I suppose. And to me, the old man on the cover of Countdown to Extinction looks like the old man in the God of, God of Emptiness video. And I remember when I was young watching Beavis and Butthead, I was like, hey, is this like a, is this a counterpart to Countdown to Extinction? Yeah, yeah, these, these go together? <laughs> is this Megadeth? Yeah. <laughs> that guy doesn't look like Dave is Dave. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I used uh, you. You remember me airbrushing all the time. Oh yeah, there was a, there was yeah. a. You remember that big hornet that I drew? I used that window from that Megadeth cover as like one of the elements of that of that oh, piece. Cool. Yeah, give me get when we get done. Give me a picture of that because I can I can throw it up on the screen. Oh okay, I have to dig. It. I, I, have to, I have to dig that one out. It's it's filed away in a in a box somewhere, but. It's yeah. interesting. It's interesting what um uh can like from an artistic standpoint, it's it's neat. It's it's really interesting the different things that sort of give you that you know push you, you know, forward. Oh, as far sure. From an artistic standpoint. Like for me, for for the longest time, the longest time, especially when I was drawing and painting all the time, it was old Def Leopard. You know, like, and you've seen some of the shit I draw. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, at, yeah. Your shit and Def Leppard don't go together. <laughs> I right, right, right. Like I, 
I draw disturbing things, but yeah. at the same time, yeah. I'm like, hello, America. <laughs> hello, America. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It worked for some reason. It's, it's odd. It's really, now, don't, really don't you think some of it though is, um, at least for me, I don't know about you, but there's some stuff you listen to and you don't, you don't have to pay attention to it necessarily. So it, it more helps you get into like kind of a flow state. Yeah. To, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. So it, you concentrate. I think that's why, you know, uh, anything that I've done, it doesn't matter what that, that if I can listen to music while I'm doing it, I'm good. Yeah. Same. same. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you, can, you can ask me to go count rocks in the fucking driveway. And as long as I got some music, I'll, I'll count the fucking yeah, rocks. And yeah, I'll be all right with it. Yeah. I remember when I was doing, um, um, wrapping up my EMT certification, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was just unreal. It was just back to back Judas priest kissed Dawkins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just end over end. And like, I memorized like a lot of my anatomy and physiology to Dawkins. you know, like yeah. it was just like fucking, we are the dream warriors. I'll be like, that is the Vena Kava. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is your pulmonary, you know, you know that, that sort of stuff. So I think, I don't know. It's weird. It's, I don't, I don't have like a, I don't have like a, like a Megadeth, like creative trigger though. I, I, that album count countdown for me is it just, like I said, it's nostalgic. It takes me like, it takes me right back to college, right back to staying up all night in my room. Right. And, and it's the same with the, the black album it was the exact same way from Metallica's black album. I, I can't, I, I waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. The album came out and then, that was that was the soundtrack to a lot of fucking drawings I had around here. <laughs> right, right, right. But so, you, you uh, just put it, you put it in, and and zone out, and you go. But there's, yeah. And on countdown, there's, there's, for the most part, I can just let that album play, and I don't pay attention to it. But there's a couple songs on there that every time I'm like, oh wait, turn this one up. You know? Sure. Yeah. For me, uh, architecture of aggression is is probably. That's one for me. Like, I, oh God, I love that song. Yeah, I, I like yeah. the, I like the 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 lyrics of it, especially now. Like, all the guys were all the guys were contributing mm -hmm. um, on the album. Now, obviously, everything kind of funnels back to Dave, um, but all the guys in the band at that time were contributing from a songwriting standpoint. And lyrics wise, I don't know if it's a Dave lyric or whoever. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know, but. But the idea, the idea that you can be recognized for how you destroy, you know what I mean? Like the way, sure. you, the way you destroy something is, it's almost like your calling card. Yeah. In my Clinging on to life by the skin of my 
I think Ellison, I think Junior was the first one to get clean between the two of them, I believe. And he stayed clean. I know I know Dave has had a couple relapses. Um, there was one in the 90s that was bad. And I think he got post-surgery. I think it was when his hand... I, I remember it was like some sort of like neuropathy where the, the nerves weren't doing whatever nerves need to do. Yeah. And he had his hand, he was in a lot of pain. So he had to take painkillers and it triggered him. You oh, know, and, sure. And he went down the, he went down the, I'm assuming the opiate rabbit hole, I, yeah. I guess. But, you know, it's scary because like we, we've seen it a lot of times, you know, like Anthony Kiedis is a good example where mm -hmm. just like sometimes Anthony was like, I'm going to do heroin. Yeah. I'm going to go do all the drugs again. I got, let's, let's get some heroin. You guys, mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, we, haven't, we, haven't, we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what do you want to do? You know yeah. what we haven't done in a while? Smack. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> you know, it sounds awesome. Hot dogs, <laughs> black tar heroin. Yes. How do you want your hot dog? Can you cut it up and just put ketchup all yeah. over it? And yeah. then, and then and just on the side, <laughs> on the side, could it just, you know, just mainline us? Just. <laughs> uh, no, I've, I look, I, I'm glad he's because I think I'm, I think he's sober. Um, yeah, I, as far I, as I know, he's he's sober. Well, there was a cancer scare too, right? Recently, that was in the last like few years. Oh, there was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, I, I think it was more than a scare. I think he he had he had cancer, and he had yeah. he got treatments and everything. And then, and I think, and then part of that was uh, his jujitsu that he had that he had started. Oh yeah, how deep how deep is he into it? Do you know? I think he's been. Um, I think he's somewhere between three and five years and um, he's got a purple belt already, which is pretty impressive in that, in that amount of time. But he's got, he's got some instructors that are, that are big time. I mean, Dave's it, not learn learning from, from Joe, Joe jujitsu down the street. He's right. Well, he's in, got in, some, because everybody, Derek, Derek is pretty, I would, I would say more than balls deep into jujitsu. Um <laughs> maybe rib cage deep in the jujitsu, but in relation to you, where is he at? Uh, he is two belts above me. So two? I'm, yeah, I'm a four stripe white belt about to about to be blue. Okay. And then after, after blue is purple. So let's just, let's say my blue belt's a month away. Maybe whenever we do promotions next, I'm probably going to get my blue belt. I, I would assume, but I'm three years in, so it's taken me three years to to get to the next color of belt. Okay, all right. And on average, on average, a black belt, you're looking at ten years. Okay, all right, got it. I got it. I don't. I don't have. I have. I have no like, no like a uh, barometer for it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just in my head, in my head was I was able to punch through five bricks. So <laughs> I'm I'm X color of belt. Yeah. <laughs> next yeah. next year, next year I will punch through ten bricks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's a way that's a way a lot of the martial arts are. You know, you you learn a form and once you know that, then okay, that's all you needed to know for this color belt. Now you can move to the next one. Right. Um jujitsu is a much, much more long and drawn out process it's slow very very slow yeah i would think that probably weeds out that weeds out sort of like casual interlopers pretty quickly if i had to guess yeah 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 it does they they say that uh, a lot of people will make it to their blue belt and then that's where most people drop out is is at blue belt which is which is really the first color of belt that okay now You've learned that you don't know shit about jujitsu. <laughs> now, <laughs> now you can start. Now you can start actually learning about jujitsu. Okay. <laughs> wow, good lord! I don't like being touched. I hate it. And and, and the other thing too, it's just it's simply it, what's impressive about Dave having his purple belt is it is incredibly hard on your body. Incredibly hard on your body. Yeah. I mean, he was- I think he was born in 60 something. Yeah. Yeah. 61, yeah. I think. Yes. He's got 10, he's got 10 plus years on me. And, uh, I mean, that's impressive for him to, to have reached a purple belt at, at that age. That's, that's impressive. I mean, that alone lets you know, he's a tough motherfucker. I mean, that, oh, sure. that that's yeah. a tough dude. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, it's impressive either way. I think, I wonder if that's, I would think that it would be because I've, you know, you and I talk about, well, this is going in an interesting direction, but um, you and I talk about like healthy masculinity, you know, and if anybody sees like my personal social media, you know, I'm, I'm adamant about sort of embracing healthy masculinity, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that that sort of thing. I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if the jujitsu keeps that ugly side of Dave in check. Uh, I, I can tell you from personal experience and, and the wife and the kids will tell you the same thing that dad gets really fucking grumpy if he doesn't go to class. <laughs> and, and it, and it does, it helps yeah. that, uh, yeah. that, that tendency for violence is, is it's worked out at class three times a week. I mean, I go, yeah. I do about eight to 10 hours a week and I stay in a pretty good mood most of the time, but it's just, it's, it's medicine for sure. It's medicine. And you, you exhaust yourself in such a way that there's not a lot left. And when you're, when you're rolling in class, you're not thinking about all your troubles and woes or who pissed you off today. There's you're, you're focused in on this. This guy's trying to fucking choke me right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would imagine it's probably been some super good therapy for him. Yeah, I would. It's interesting. In my head, I'm, I just, I just pictured him like choking Marty Friedman out, you know, <laughs> like, like over, like I didn't like the guitar solo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> choking Marty out, like getting him in yeah. like a rear naked choke and like just yeah. having him like on the floor on a stage. The crowd is just, you know, what's, what happened? <laughs> like, yeah. Dave hated the solo. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, he, he, 
ever since my first exposure to him, even when he was younger and you would see him on TV, he seemed so fucking mad all the time. <laughs> just like so mad all the time. Yeah. And I always just blamed it on Metallica. I'm like, well, he did get kicked out of fucking Metallica. That would piss me yeah. off too. So yeah, that's <laughs> oh man. Do you know how do you have any idea how badly that would sting? Oh, and, and not that's not like a yeah, that hurt, but I'm over it. Like I I I don't imagine he's all the way over it yet. Oh no, there's no fucking way. No, because yeah. because yeah. Metallica, whether you like them or you, you hate them, they are arguably the biggest out of the thrash bands. Well, they're the one of the biggest heavy bands on the ever. Yeah, yeah, ever. No, and ever as, ever as far as as far as being like catapulted into absolute superstardom i mean they <laughs> they they are at the top as far yeah. as all of those bands go i mean they had the most success for sure yeah. and he yeah. and he had a fucking watch that his entire career well he had i watched that but i mean like, it's funny because this came up um you know um i follow i follow kind of like a uh, maybe a theologian psychologist guy named Jordan Peterson. Um, and Jordan I Peterson know. Was, know Jordan. <clears throat> was talking about um, the head game that would go along with, you know, someone that was angry, uh, angry enough to, to at, at a, at a prior situation was so angry that it fueled him to be in one of the most successful bands ever. Yeah, it just so happens the band he got booted from was another one of the biggest. Yeah, you know, was, the was most successful was, bands ever. Was more successful, <laughs> and and the chances of both of those things happening is so astronomically high that it just it's it's almost infinitely impossible that that would occur. You know, mm -hmm. it's just I. If you know, if it was me, if if it was me looking back at the Metallica catalog, <laughs> I don't know that I would mind at this point. You know, you no, know, no, no, not at this point. I, I would say after after the Black Album, and the Black Album was a big that was a big difference between that Black Album and everything else prior. Right. Even even Injustice for All, I think, was different than the prior three. And then the Black Album was way different. Everything after that was was, at least to me, complete fucking horseshit. And then but Megadeth, some of their albums, I'm like, yeah, a lot of their catalog. I'm like, there's a lot of fucking great songs. But I I think that overall, they musically, they stayed a lot more consistent throughout their career. It's. It's still, it's the same kind of sound. Megadeth. And, and the song, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, well, I, uh, every, everybody changes for sure, but I, I don't know that they ever had that drastic of a change. Like, well, not like Metallica did. Well, I mean, Risk. You know, in 1999, it's like yeah. Risk is to Megadeth like the Elder is to Kiss. Like, it yeah. is a, it is a fucking herpy blister on an otherwise perfect penis. Yeah. You know, it's, I, it's just like most people would, it, 
any kind of longevity, though. I, I just made that. Everybody, everybody has that one. I just made that comparison, by the way. <laughs> a, a herpes blister. <laughs> Be blister on an otherwise perfect penis. Look, put that on nice... a shirt. Put it on yeah. a shirt. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a really great cock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice, but if you look at the backside. <laughs> <laughs> turns turns out <laughs> don't you don't you think though that all all of all of the bands at some point have a her they they have a herpy blister somewhere <laughs> Yeah, well, not Judas Priest. Uh, I'll have to agree with that one. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no herpes blisters on, it is on a, Judas Priest. It is a, it is that is a, that is an outstanding cock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a fantastic metal penis you have! I don't know if we, I don't know if I can put this on Facebook. <laughs> We might have to put we we'll have to put a warning a warning on this one. There's a lot of there's a lot of cock there's a lot of cock talk on this episode. Car- Car- uh, we we'll have Car- we we'll have Carter do a do a t-shirt. Yeah. With that, Whew, that made me sweat. <laughs> Hold on, I'm co- I'm covering up the furnace bit. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Risk is bad. Risk is bad, man. It's bad. They were the there. That was the one with Goldberg in the video. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah, I do now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot. I've forgotten all about that. It was awful, man. It's I is is it as awful as load? Uh, it's yes. I don't I, know. If, I, I no, don't think no. load. I don't think load is as awful. But I think it's as awful as Saint Anger, though. I don't know that anything is as awful as Saint Anger. Herpes. Not as bad as Saint Anger. <laughs> <laughs> You can't. Saint Anger is like herpes because you can't. You you can't unhear it. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, it just uh, occasionally like, it pops up again, and you're like, "Fuck, okay, I'm out this week." <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did a. We did an episode uh, on it on the Music the Lightblood podcast a couple years ago, and I listened to it. You know, because I was really diving into the album, and I'm not even joking. It gave me a migraine. It's so bad. It is it's fucking awful. no it's just noise. It is yeah. so terrible. You live it. You live it. You live it. It's so bad. My lifestyle. So fucking bad. <laughs> what is it? My lifestyle 
what is it meets my death style is that what it is <laughs> my lifestyle meets my death style <laughs> yeah yeah it's so bad like like i don't know those guys on any kind of personal level but i was i was all the way fucking embarrassed for them i'm like jesus christ yeah what the fuck yeah that was yeah. awful awful yeah. but i and, yeah and, I, it, and it and it pissed me off too because i've been such a huge metallica fan and I was like, I was so excited. There was some new shit coming out. And then I'm like, are you fucking kidding me with this bullshit? <laughs> I've, so I've so mad. I've compared them to, I, I've compared Metallica to the, the literary archetype of the trickster. In that, you know, the trickster, like, ooh, here's Ride the Lightning. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And, then, and, and then, and now and then, guess what? Like, you know, Saint Anger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I picture like, what is it? Um, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream with the donkey bottom. You know, I, I, I'm like, it's, it's like you're playing horrible tricks on me and I hate it. You know, I don't I don't <laughs> want any part of this. And like all the while Metallica's like jokes and japes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> our drummer can't play really well <laughs> you know it's just uh, i can't know yes i think risk is as bad as saint anger absolutely yeah, it's, it's bad it's terrible but, but everything after that though because because uh not long after that i don't know when like i said i don't have the catalog dialed in but dave ellison is like no <laughs> even Mar even Marty and Nick were like no and then yeah. eventually Dave was like no yeah and then Dave's I think that thing with Dave's hand happened where he you know the the neuropathy where he couldn't play and he was like I guess I'm done being Megadeth so yeah I can't, I can't play guitar anymore but then a couple years later it was like okay here we go yeah. I think it was like everything from the world needs a hero to through super collider. It's just a big like of stuff I don't care about. Yeah. You know. And I hate I I kind of hate being that guy where I'm all like I don't care. You know. Well, yeah, but they that that's kind of how they make me feel too. I'm like I'm like I really dig this shit up to a point and then I'm like, uh, I, I I'm done." I don't, yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. 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 It's a, but I think it's, that's kind of the natural progression of things. Yeah. I, that, I think yeah. they'll all, they all get to that point where you're all like, you kind of worn it out now. Yeah. I'm that way with Iron Maiden. Like I haven't liked much of anything after dance of death and I feel kind of bad about it. You know, because I, I always feel bad because, because I, I, you like these bands so much and there's so much good stuff. And you and you really like even to the point where I like I'm trying to convince myself to like something when I when I know that it's shitty. I'm like, no, no, dude, there's it's good. Just keep listening. You maybe you're gonna like it. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't like it. But I can't. I, don't. I, I can't. Don't. Yeah. Because we we've had the conversation before where where you're all like, look, they were so great, they should have just quit right here. They should have yeah. quit. Yeah. And they would have been fucking fantastic. 
Yeah, but yeah. I'm that way with System of a Down. If you guys just quit before the first album, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, if you, you know? would have not ever, we would have liked to. <laughs> we fucking loved you. <laughs> I love those guys when I didn't know who they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate that band, dude. I hate them. They like, just seem like such fucking pricks, too. It's, it's, yeah. It comes across as being try hard and pretentious yeah yeah very very try hard and pretentious and that guitar player darren i've never i've never seen a guitar player that so badly wanted to be something more than the guitar player but just needed to stay the guitar player yeah you know i i mean okay seeing a little backup that's fine but the guy, everybody else likes the fuzzy-haired fella. Yeah, the fuzzy guy. <laughs> we like he's he's saying he sings real funny. I like him. He's mm -hmm. good, you know. But uh, uh, I can't, I can't do system, man. I can't do it. It's always a cool feeling when you know you've exposed someone to something. You know what I mean? That oh that, yeah, yeah, that they yeah. had an encounter before. It's it's always yeah. a really really cool feeling. Yeah, some something that was was not only in like a new discovery, but kind of a game changer where they 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 took notice of something that they might not have otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it's in it's yeah. a neat feel. It's a really neat feeling. That's the the we got to look at some comments here in a sec in a second. But that's one of the things that I always talk about when it comes to. Um, old school um, record store culture, quote unquote, you know, the, and you, I mean, you've experienced this. I remember being in one music with you and Muncie and Karma Records and, you know, you see a CD or a record and you're like, what's this sound like? And the people behind the counter know what's going on with it. You know, they, and they end up telling you about, yeah, they've got two other albums before this. Here's what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that sort of um, exchange of information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That people yeah. used to have in record stores. Yeah, or, or or they, I remember a guy saying, well, have you ever heard of this guy or, or this band or this band? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, if you take them and mix it with these guys, that's kind of what these guys right. sound like. And you're like, right. fuck, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I remember, I remember, like, the that was the most time, like, I remember going to the Karma Records in Muncie. Uh, it was across from the Muncie Mall. For the longest yep. time. And I remember going in there and that was the first time I heard someone say motorhead. Oh yeah. I, I was looking at something and they said, Yeah, it sounds a little bit like motorhead. And I'm like, what's motorhead? And all of a sudden, you know, I, I there's the the 77 album in my hands, you know, and yeah. I listen I listened to the song Motorhead, you know, just about, you know, I I need to close my eyes even if it's just an hour, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so just to play off of that, like my whole exposure to motorhead was just ACE of spades. So then, so then when you started listening to more than that, and then you introduced me to that, I'm like, Holy fuck. Ace of spades. <laughs> that song is not, that's not where it's at. Have you heard this other shit? Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I that whole kind of thing. It's 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 just neat because it's a it's a domino effect, you know. It's kind of like kind of like paying paying it forward, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where yeah. where you try to you try to turn somebody somebody else onto something good. I remember, um, I that's how I discovered the misfits. You know, you and I have there's a member of our family and his friend during high school was really into a band Black Flag, yeah. and and uh, that's how I got turned on to Black Flag, and then I borrowed. Henry Rollins is uh, his copy of Henry Rollins get in the van. It's his, it's like his diary entries from the time he was in black flag. Yeah. And there's just this one rent. I'll put it up on the screen so you guys can see it. I've talked about this in an episode of vinyl Thursday once. So uh, I think it was the episode I talked about Doyle's Instagram because he was telling really neat stories on his Instagram, but there was this, this picture of the misfits in their playing show you know somewhere and and um i looked at that picture and i was like what the hell is this yeah you know what is this and that's and then boom that's how i went down that rabbit hole you know i go to i go to karma you know the next weekend and i buy collection two by the misfits and that's where i heard children and heat we bite um horror hotel Return of the Fly, like all of those songs, that that's how I got exposed to the Misfits. And like, there's a certain part of music, the Lightblood, that you know I don't like. You know, for lack of a better term, branding. You know, the Misfits is a huge part of music, the Lightblood. And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be like I've interviewed a ton of the guys that were in the band. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I like sometimes like when I flip through the contacts on my phone, <sighs> and I see like his numbers in my phone, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. a weird, weird feeling, you know, especially when you think back to just being like, well, who's that? You know, the, just the, the personal distance, the mileage that you put in as a, as a person in between. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it is. It is. And I, I, I kind of touched on it earlier, but you just mentioned again, what, what I think, um, how art and music, go together so well is that that whole don't judge a book by its cover but we do that a lot and especially <laughs> with like these these early 80s metal bands right. everybody had like everybody had an artist that did most of their stuff and like everybody had a mascot and, you know like iron maiden had eddie and megadeth had had their own skull guy they, and they had, Vic yeah. Rattle. yeah yeah and so, and so all of that artwork, like for you, like the misfits, you, you had seen a poster or an, or an album cover or something. You're like, the fuck is that? And it, and that drew us in. And then that turned you on to the music. And then because of that, then you see other kind of similar artworks and you're like, well, maybe that's another band that, yeah, that is, that's around the same thing. And it, 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 to me, it's neat how it, it all ties together and, and just pull, it pulls us in all the time. With yeah. I think I was looking at speak. I mean, speaking of Vic Rattlehead for Megadeth, I was looking at Ed Repka's online store um, a couple weeks ago. I think, uh -huh. I don't know if I sent it to you. It might've been like before I was went to bed or something, but his artwork is very affordable. Oh, really? You know, like really affordable. I was, I was genuinely taken aback by like, I could buy three of these comfortably. You know, yeah, it's, it's so, so good too. it, it, um, bet between Eddie and, and then, and then Rattlehead that there's, there's some of the coolest fucking images that, that you've ever, ever seen. I, yeah. I, so cool. 
Well, that I mean, the cover of Peace Sells, like, I know you're, you know, you're not a, you're not with the faith, I guess, when it comes to that album. But no, I'm not. But, but, but the, but the, well, I mean, Rest in Peace, I mean, Ed Repka did it too, you know. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that <clears throat> the, just the cover of Peace Sells is so striking to me, you know, it, because it, you know, it's, it's just, it's really neat because the, the, the Reagan 80s, you know, sort of it runs in tandem with the development of the thrash of thrash as a genre. Yeah. It was it was very, very important to the way the that genre of music sort of moved in its beats and its pacing and you know, just things like that. The the sociological biology that is the backdrop to the entire career of, of Megadeth, you know, mm -hmm. I think I don't, <clears throat> I don't know that Dave Mustaine is an angry guy, like you said, but he seems angry. Yeah. You, you know yeah. what I mean? And I sometimes wonder if he seems angry be, just because of, um, the eighties was otherwise a fairly, you know, there was a, you know, job employment was on you know the incline you know the people were still making good money at that time mm -hmm. you know it, it just things were not as bad and i say that because of coming out of vietnam richard nixon you know and and gerald ford being like we have to get past this so i'm going to pardon the fuck and we're we're just going to go on about our lives because we need to get past it so i think the 80s sort of like embodied that moving on and you know let's sort of have a good time again you know what i mean and you saw oh, that yeah. with with as far as like you know we talked about the class of 1985 a couple episodes ago and you saw that in that that hairband scene that 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 decade was really about just going back to the party you yeah, know it was it was it was excess it was yeah it was let's yeah. let's just let's fucking have fun and 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 right and go party. That's right. Right. And the thrash, I think the thrash scene, because it's, to, you know, it has its, its roots are tied directly to punk rock and early hardcore and stuff like that, mm -hmm. because you don't get thrash without the collision of metal and punk rock, obviously. Yeah. And it's just interesting to think that is Dave Mustaine angry or, or is he just providing a foil is is he the unintended foil to the to the backdrop of the bit of the decade? Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. it's it's neat to it's neat to think about in that regard. But I think I don't know. Rest in peace is really good. It's fucking great album. It's interesting that it came out in 1990 though. So you know when the decade changes, everything else gets you know kind of yeah crazy. because yeah because stuff went willy nilly right then. That's yes, that's when, it did. That's <laughs> yes, when exactly. Shit went to hell. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Well, I think I mean it had started going to hell. I mean, obviously, when you talk about the eighties and nineties, you have to talk about AIDS. Yeah, you know? and and I think that was a very sobering thing for mm -hmm. most people. And I think there's, you know, I don't think it's a tenuous connection. I th I think it's a very strong direct connection that the AIDS epidemic, the impact of that, had on the alt bands. That mm -hmm. went that went supernova after that because I think that was 
the point where kind of everybody went to college and they got a bit more socially conscious and they knew that it just wasn't about, you know, life is about more than, you know, yeah. just, just going, yeah. you know, the next girl and going to a party, that sort of thing. So, yeah, well, I, I think, I think a lot of it was all, all of a sudden it's like, look, we, all of this fun we've been having, um, there's, there's repercussions. There's consequences. Yeah. There's, yeah. 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 yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, we well, it, we it, we went wild and um and and now look what's happening. This yes. maybe this this wasn't the best idea. Yeah, it's scary. But I mean, considering I mean, I remember seeing Dave on MTV doing choose or lose segments. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. him interviewing people. Like I could have swore like he was talking to some politicians at some point. You know, like I think that I think that is indicative of Dave being He's he he's more than just angry. And he oh, is oh he was he has always been more than just angry. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I don't I don't know. I think probably Dave himself's got a lot of anger just because of what happened. But I, I think a lot of what we see there was was just us the social consciousness of of him and him him seeing what was going on and, and having something to say about it. Not necessarily yeah. That he was pissed, but like, look, this is this is what's going on in the fucking world right now, and I kind of feel like it's fucked up. So yeah, yeah, it's I mean, it's real, it's interesting. His his whole career arc, man, it's fascinating. It's, yeah. it's just fascinating. He's he's an interesting guy for sure. All right, you want to look at some comments? Yeah, let's see him. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to. Derek, if you reference the infamous <laughs> chat betwixt the three gents that make music the lifeblood go, you'll see that I have scoured the dirty depths of the YouTube comment section under assorted Megadeth music videos and live performances. I have dredged the filthy waters, the human refuse of the internet. <laughs> First comment, Derek. Uh, okay, uh, this is by... Surya Yamamandra. All right. Good name. <laughs> uh, comment. How hard do you want to make the riffs in the song? Megadeth responds by simply saying, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we want them to be all of the hard. <laughs> all hard. All, all hard. All of the hardness we want it. And that, it, I mean, it's, it's the fucking truth. It's, you know, it is. Dave Mustaine's lead play or rhythm playing is better than like fucking yeah, fucking Ingwe Malmstrom's leads. You know, like it's just <laughs> jaw dropping things. Yeah. Yeah. Like how many how many times did people say, uh, Dave, I thought you were playing the rhythm part, and he's <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking learn it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you fucking see this red hair? Yeah. That means that means I'm Dave Mustaine. Yeah, I'm yeah. fucking Dave Mustaine. Right now, I'm super pissed off that you're not learning this rhythm part. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, he's got Marty. 
you know, or he had Marty, you know, his, the new guy, Kiko, he's real good. He's, I think he's Brazilian, maybe. He's, he's real pretty. He's really pretty. Well, yeah, I think you'd have to be to be named Kiko. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> you can't have that. Na- you can't have that name unless you're pretty. What's that name mean? <laughs> pretty. You know what it means. Yeah, you know what it means. He's like he you looks know. like he looks like he could be like an elf in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you know, he's that he's like that pretty. Yeah, he's magical looking. He's ma- <laughs> All right, next one, next one, next one. Next one, uh this is by Gamed Out Gamer. Good name. <laughs> when your coke habit cuts the wardrobe budget <laughs> that no that's the that's the holy wars video isn't it yes they're, they're all yeah, they're just the, no one has a shirt it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're all sweaty and they're it's it's really interesting because the camera like circles around the band the entire video <laughs> And they're all like they're on a square stage and they're all on one side, no shirt, facing out, just playing their riffs. Yeah. You know, this this one has the this one's the it's a military looking picture, though. It's got the crosshairs and uh, and what looks to be like a giant tank or something. Oh, that's one of the flashes. Yeah. The 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 flashes of the pictures. There's I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they edited in like as I mean, as with most Megadeth videos, there's edited in little little flashes of just war, you know. Yeah. So so this 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 next one is where you were going. <laughs> it's, it's it's fucking great. Okay, uh, this is by Make This, and the director says, "What shirts you guys want to wear?" Megadeth responds, "No." <laughs> <laughs> No, no shirts. Uh, I just think it's funny because just they, they're all just like David Ellison really is like playing to the camera. He's like, he's got his chest puffed out and he's hitting his, you know, fucking. Yeah, it, look, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it looks like he even has a little bit of a ooh face going on, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you like you like you fucking like that, huh? <laughs> does the, the does Dave does Dave Ellison does he make the yes face or the <laughs> no face? And then if it gets real nasty, he'll, he'll, he'll say no, no. <laughs> uh, I love the no face. It's my favorite. Yeah. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen my Pantera face? <laughs> Let's see it. You want to see it? Yeah, let's see the Pantera face. Fuck yeah. Those those were all the like robotussing out kids from school. If they would hear that fucking riff and immediately all of them in unison would have that face. <laughs> no, this. Yeah. G- guzzle. Yeah. Guzzle. Yep. Tussin. Chugging down, tussing. <laughs> fucking robed out. <laughs> Dude, robo tripping is no joke. I've seen it. Uh, so have I. 
So I've seen it. I've seen it up front, and I've my just... my senior class in high school consumed monumentous amounts of <laughs> Robitussin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know. You, you, I mean, we both we both like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. There, it's uh, the quote is something to the effect: "There's nothing more depraved than the man." In the in the throes of an ether binge or something like that, I don't know. something yeah. like that. Like yeah. it, he says, a hellishly intense introspective nightmare at one yeah. point. And I yeah. feel like that's like Midwestern robo tripping, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Was it, it was codeine? Bad. Is it codeine? Yeah. Is that what's I think it? so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, for the longest time, I, I didn't know how big of a problem it was, but I remember when you no longer could go to the store and buy Robitussin. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was behind the counter. You had to ask for it now, and you had, right. you had to have an ID. And <laughs> So there's like, there's like, there's older dudes that just seriously got a fucking bad cold, and they need some goddamn Robitussin, <laughs> and you can't buy it anymore. You know, like guys uh, like that were just fucking pissed. Because <laughs> you can't go... Like what the fuck? Where's the cough syrup at? Well, it's funny because like I remember you worked at a grocery store when you were young for the longest time, and yeah, yeah, like, you, that's probably firsthand experience. Oh yeah, you know? we had to we had to pull it all off the shelves, and and it was it was up in the office. You had to ask for that shit. <laughs> and and then I'd have and then I'd have knuckleheads that I went to school with. They're like, hey, can you get can you get me some some tussing? <laughs> And I'm, I'm like, no, you fucker. I'm not getting you any cussing. And if you keep it up, I'm going to tell my mom. And when you go to your fucking meeting next week with my mom, she's going to know that you relapsed all fucking week. <laughs> that, that's an actual scenario. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, our, our mom was, she was a therapist. Yeah, you know, she, yeah. she specialized in you know, diagnostics when it came to psych issues and addictions. Yep. Yep. Was, yeah, that was her that was her main gig, which I can't imagine, like, because I mean by the by the point I like when I was at that age where friends had started smoking pot, drinking, taking LSD and stuff like that. I I you had worn her down to a nub, you know <laughs> <laughs> because you were Fucking awful. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> it was not. Oh, Jesus you Christ. Were, you were terrible as a teenager. Like you were just like oh God, you were awful, man. You were you were just <laughs> <laughs> I can't count how many nights watching you at the top of the stairs, you know, in the upstairs of our house, just Leaning, <laughs> getting on, a fucking on, on two the and a half hour, getting a two and a half hour psych evaluation while I was <laughs> leaning on the leaning on the stairway. Fucking mom chewing you out from the recliner in the living room, and dad and dad just like eating brownies. You know? Yeah, yeah, eating those cupcakes. Probably turn his fucking hearing aid down. So he didn't have to listen to it. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> I remember, I remember just like being in my room, being like, "I'm not going through that. I'm not doing." It. You know, <laughs> it was so awful, so awful. I, you know how many times I just wished, like, I wanted to trade the two-hour 
psyche valve for just a good fucking beating from dad. <laughs> I, I, I like, kid, can I just take a fucking hammering from the old man <laughs> and skip this whole thing? <laughs> I don't think it would have been as effective, though, you know? Uh, it just, no, no. You know, would have been as effective. I mean, I got yeah. it, too. I got it, too, but... Yeah, but it, I, what was good is is it was really good training for the both of us because we got a pretty good handle on psychology and and people in general. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. True, true. I think, yeah. but I I I fought back way harder than what you did, and I I think it came to a draw. You know, after yeah. after a while, and mom was like, "He's <laughs> not, he's not getting arrested. We're good. Just let him go." <laughs> No, I I remember, I remember, like I, it was it was a, it was like my first major date, and, uh, so I go out and we, you know, we blah 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 whatever, and I go back to the girl's house and mom had told me before I left, she was like, all right, be home by midnight. Twelve thirty rolls around, I call mom and said, I'm not coming home. <laughs> 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 and that's just how it went <laughs> from there yeah yeah because i i had i had already caused them to throw in the towel they were like fuck, <laughs> it. Fuck, fuck it i can't i cannot go through it again <laughs> uh, yeah yeah just let him run <laughs> i think it's, i think it's it was easier i know that there was like i know that the conversation had to have happened I know it had to have happened where mom said to dad, can you physically overcome Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> and I think dad would have went. Oh, we got to call Derek. <laughs> uh, it was just I got bigger than everybody really quickly. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway. All right. Back to the comments. Back to the comments. Uh, okay. Uh, next one. Um, Ricardo Ordas says, <laughs> and there's a, there's a picture. <laughs> I'm not gay at all, but Elfson was so hot. It <laughs> <laughs> just said, he's just fucking pointing his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he's good looking look the dudes in megadeth are good looking they are not the ugliest band for sure no they are not they're they're ratio wise to i think they're hotter than metallica oh yeah for sure they're they're absolutely better looking than anthrax you know with anthrax, like Danny Spitz is like five foot tall, you know, like Joey Belladonna's too tan. Joey's he's a handsome fella, though. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Don't you think? I think he looks like he tans too much. Like, he's, well, he does, but he's not. I mean, he's definitely he's a bit leathery. Yeah, bit yes. leathery. Yeah, yeah, a bit leathery. The handsome guy, though, right? Scott Ian is balding, you know. Yeah, no, Scott. Everyone likes Scott, but none of the chick. You don't have to worry about your girlfriend around Scott. 
Yeah, Danny Spitz is like five foot tall. Yeah. You know, and Charlie's just goofy haired. Yeah. This doesn't work. But yeah. I think he I think he's with uh 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 Carla from the Butcher Babies now though. Really? Yeah, I think they're I think they're an item. Is there quite the age difference there? A bit. Yeah. But I don't think it matters in life. Yeah, it's just... I don't, I'm not sure it matters in life. Yeah, I mean everybody gets past twenty five, twenty six, then yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're all dumb. Yeah, everybody, everyone's stupid, so. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys, we don't we don't stop being stupid till like 45. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, true. Conti- we continue to be dumb for a long time. Agree. 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 <laughs> hence, hence this podcast. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What, what, all right. What's the next one? Uh, I think that I think this might be the last one. Um, Nate B says. The sound of the snare drum arouses me <laughs> sexually. <laughs> sexually. <laughs> I don't even remember getting that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just think it's funny how he separated the sentence. It says, The sound of the snare drum arouses me, period. Sexually. <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as opposed to uh, yeah as a, I, yeah i don't know what else, what else arousal <laughs> i don't even remember seeing that one <laughs> uh, that's awesome yeah i think that was uh, that's probably nick menza's snare drum probably mm. Yeah. He's kind of the Megadeth drummer. You know, yeah. he's the one. They got a new guy now. His name is uh, Dirk Verber. Verburen. I think that's what it is. He played in he played in soil work. And we well, we all know soil work and that their songs are impossible to play and he's a, sometimes he's a new guy on, on uh dystopia is he the the, the newest no. the newest uh, no no he's not do you do you not know who played on dystopia uh, no i don't this is chris adler from lamb of god fuck off no wonder i like the drums to that one i mean he didn't do all that stuff that he does with lamb of god no. but i mean it's no, no, pretty no. No, but now you say that, I think I remember. I'm pretty sure I remember that. No, now I, I'm I'm upset that Chris Adler's not playing drums for Lamb of God anymore. Yeah, that that bothers me. Lamb Lamb of God, uh, one of my other most favorite bands of all time. What's your favorite album from Lamb of God? Yeah, maybe Ashes. Ashes of the Wake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good album. I think that was the first thing I heard him. Is that the one with "Oh, let me show you all that I have mastered"? Yeah, I think so. Is they just it? have. There's so many good songs. And I just that that band is. They arouse me <laughs> sexually. <laughs> sexually. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was so good. I was listening to uh I was listening to Omuerta Omuerta on the way to work and uh the whew, the drums in that song. Oh yeah. Heard, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I think I there's like doubles and triples and it's um it's it's his feet are pretty incredible. Yes, yes, they are. Whole uh, different whole different kind of technique that no one was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh god. I I just I mean it's cliche, but I remember the first time hearing Ruin and I I just remember mm. going, What is Yeah, it? yeah, what's that? <laughs> is this Neil Pert's new band? You That's know? one that yeah. was one of the ones where you had no matter where you're at, you have to say, everyone shut shut up for a second. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> stop talking, stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> something is happening what what do you think is what do you think is the most sexy song like in metal the most sexy song in metal i guess uh i don't know if you're talking about just like a good baby maker i mean I think, great great white got some good baby makers i say i say lay it down by rat Lay it down's pretty sexy. But Rock Rock Me by Great White is uh that's that's a that's a fucking song for sure. It's a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big intro. Big intro. Great White's kind of guilt. There's some there's some intros that that's entirely too long. But it but works. They, yeah, it works. They and they it's got like, some sexy it's like songs. it's like it's like White Snake. They're they're I don't want to say they're like a Dollar General version of White Snake, but they're a Dollar General version of White Snake because yeah, I, I don't ever see. I I don't know a Dollar General more so. Uh, I would say it's a more trailer park White Snake. That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it's a little it's a little dirtier and unclean uh, than yeah. White Snake. That's <laughs> that's uh, so judgmental. <laughs> it's, it's like here's what it's like it's like this hey uh did you shower no <laughs> okay let's do it anyway <laughs> i think it'll be fine <laughs> it'll be fine because I, I don't think i can wait any longer what's what's okay so what's neat about this is that people now see our faces saying these things so you said that and now there's video of you saying <laughs> yeah that's that's fantastic and what'll happen it'll get popped up out of context somewhere and it'll just be me saying oh did you shower <laughs> that's okay let's do it anyway <laughs> this is this is this is me now this is, mm -hmm. this is what I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is who we are. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to us. Hi. <laughs> we, we haven't showered. <laughs> All right. That's that's the end of the episode. There's I can't I can't go anywhere from there. That's it. <laughs>
<laughs> well, we fucked that one up. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, Macbeth. Yeah. So yeah. your favorite your your favorite album. Yeah, is, it's is, peace cells. It's it's peace cells. <clears throat> I, I think Rest in Peace is arguably a better, a more well-constructed album. Yeah. But the original mix of that album makes me hate. It just makes me hate. So I'll only listen to the remaster of it. Yeah. The, the mix is slightly different. So that's the only reason Rest in Peace isn't, you know, there. Because I think the the original mix of uh, P cells is intact, even on the even on the remasters. Sure. And I just I like Gar's drumming. What and- favorite song off that album? Ooh. Um. <laughs> Probably the Conjuring. Probably because the intro is really really dynamic. Yeah. And I did, but I really like Good Morning Black Friday. But the solo at the beginning of Good Morning is like I want to be like you guys. That's out of tune. <laughs> yeah. But but then all of a sudden it becomes in tune, and I go, okay, you're doing some weird Greg Ginn kind of shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you? Is it rest in peace for you? Yeah, it's de- definitely rest in peace for me. And um, my favorite song off that album is is probably. Take no prisoners, but I like Tornado of Souls as well. Yeah, the the ramp up in Tornado of Souls is Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking great. But uh, that, take that. Take No Prisoners is it's it's a little more uh thrashy. I, I just that one makes me want to drive way fucking faster than I'm supposed to. That that kind <laughs> of song. I just don't I don't like the call and response lyrics and I just take no prisoners, take no shit. You know, like, I just, <laughs> that I, that particular lyric is the only thing that kind of turns me off about that song is it's just it's kind of like dumb and cliche. But I I like I, I that song. It's a great song. Great song. Did you did you pay attention to Dawn Patrol? No, it's just the drum. It's just the drum and bass. And Dave mysteriously with kind of an English accent, you know, just narrating that weird yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. where it it just makes me wonder, like, did Marty not show up that day? You know, wait, you couldn't put in a solo or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just, what happened? Like, what are you it, guys? It, it, uh, it probably just happened, and they were all like, that was pretty cool. Just leave it. Does <laughs> <laughs> Dave like it? Were we rolling? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and five five magics on that on that song or that album is is good too. Yeah, I think I think five magics is probably my favorite song on that album. Yeah, I think everybody knew um, Hangar Eighteen. Hangar Eighteen was super popular. That's that's the one that hit Headbangers Ball and they played constantly. But I, I don't I don't like that song. It's do you like Holy Wars, the opening? Yeah, it's okay, but I think that's a song I've heard so many times too that just old. It's just yeah, it's just kind of ran its course with me. That opening riff though, man. Yeah, yeah, it's super great. Like Nick Menza kills it in that. Yeah. 
Well, and then and then the 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 rhythm to that that that's that's great. That's, that's yeah. Great. Any any of those thrashy rhythms always kind of they kind of grab a hold of me. Yeah, it's good. I still like. Uh, yeah, I'm the the solo on "Sweating Bullets" makes that entire album like that could that like I that might be the greatest guitar solo I think Dave Mustaine has ever written. Fantastic! Just that descending, that weird descending thing he does at the beginning of it. At least I think it's Dave. I don't think it's Marty. To me, yeah. it doesn't. To me, it doesn't sound like a Marty solo. Yeah. No, but uh, whatever. All right. Well, I'm not coming to Christmas, so that's uh, okay. It'll probably be a fucking dumpster fire anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. It's not. Christmas is fantastic. <laughs> Christmas is great. There's a lot of carbs on Christmas. Lots of carbs and lot of carbs. ham. And ham, right. Carbs yeah. and ham. Carbs and ham. That's what we do at Christmas time. All right, you guys. Uh, you know, make sure you take your Valtrex. So... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was gonna say something I was gonna say something cool and motivational, like hey, you should give you should give jujitsu a try. You'll, you'll feel you'll feel great. <laughs> no. No. Ref, refill your Valtrex prescription. That's that's don't don't fucking run out of your Valtrex. <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> All, right. All right. I'm not even doing the outro. I'm not doing it. All right. I'm done. <laughs> hey, kids. This is your old buddy, the devil. I just wanted to call a timeout from burning all these souls into eternal damnation. To let you guys know that you don't want to go to hell, you should probably join the MTLB Ultra Mega Militia. You can do that by taking part in the MTLB Ultra Mega Value Exchange. You see, you get all of this free MTLB content, and then you get to decide what it's worth to you. And then you exchange that value with Music to Lifeblood. So if it's going to be money, you want to go the money route and be like... This fucking episode is worth $10. Sweet. All you gotta do is PayPal that over to musicallifeblood at gmail.com or you can do reoccurring installments at patreon.com backslash musicallifeblood. You know, kind of like you were dating. It's a regular sort of thing. You don't want to be like all these guys. Is there going to fucking burn in hell for the rest of eternity. And you guys don't want to burn in hell for eternity. But also, if you ain't got money right now, you can just share some music to lifelike content on social media. That'll be fun. That'll keep you out of hell. And if you guys do take part in the MTLB Ultra Mega Value Exchange, You'll be a part of the MTLB Ultra Mega Militia. That'll probably get you into heaven. You go hang out with my old buddy, Jesus. 
and his dad. They're pretty fun. They like to have a good time. They probably listen to Cannibal Corpse and Skeleton Witch at big old parties. Well, I'm down here with all these other guys that didn't take part in the MTLB Ultra Mega Value Exchange. Poking them with pitchforks and burning their toes and throwing hot lava on their faces, I guess. Anyway, stay out of hell. Take part in the MTLB Ultra Mega Value Exchange so you can be part of the MTLB Ultra Mega Militia. Alright, hopefully I won't be seeing you guys later. <laughs>